to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in McKeesport, PA, the friendly church in the heart of town since 1885. We're located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport. We invite you to join us this Sunday for worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Our celebrant was the Reverend David Kinsey, and our musical director and organist was Georgia Lametta. Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give you will give you life. The world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Verily, truly, I told unto you the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Christ. message title for this Sunday is if you complain you will remain if you praise God you will be raised if you sit and think about people thinking about yourself we have a tendency to complain a lot about a lot of things that are really not important I have told you this over and over and I will continue to tell you over and over that God, when he created you, was not having a bad day. When God created you, he created you for a specific purpose, for a specific size, for a specific talent, and until you 
feed what he gave you. Until you begin to grow, he's not going to open any doors for you. Well, David, you just don't understand. I, I work in a job that I hate. I, I just, every time they lay somebody off, they just put more burden on me. When somebody retires, it, it's always, well, you've got to pick up the slack. Well, what are you doing to make that job interesting? I can promise you one thing, that outside your office, there's probably a hundred people out there who would love to have your job. Those people have lost all their savings, that they had to sell their house, that have nothing, that have to go to a food bank to, to eat. And you're complaining because you have a job. Why don't you make that job fun? Why don't you smile at your boss? Why don't you do something that when you want to go to, when you go to work, you feel good about it instead of complaining? Because see, as long as you complain about your job, I can promise you God is not going to open any doors for you. Well, I, David, you got to be married to who I'm married to. I mean, I just, that's, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's wrong with your spouse? At some point in your life, you said to your spouse, until death do us part. You said to your spouse, at some point in your life, I really love you. Because women are romantic, and they love to hear, I love you. Men are romantic on demand. Well, I love you, honey. My wife and I, oh man, endlessly, we're telling each other, I love you. It's just something we do it, we go to bed, we wake up in the middle of the night, I love you. If my wife never, ever said, I love you again, I would know that she loves me. Simply because for the past, six weeks she's been my caregiver every time I would wake up she was there when I was hungry she fed me she was the greatest caregiver that God ever created that's how she expressed her love and I know that because of who she is God's going to open doors for her all the time. If you think about the gospel that I just read, you would probably say, like all those who, what do you mean, eat your flesh, drink your blood? I don't understand it. So they chastised Jesus as he was trying to convey to them a story. But the Bible is full of people complaining. Cain and Abel. It started out then. They complained and what happened? One was dead. The, the prodigal son. The one son decided, I, I, I need to get out of here. I need, I need to go to Vegas. I'm going to go spend some money. I'm going I'm to live the wildlife. And so he took off. And he realized that it wasn't all glitter. And so he came home because he wanted to be his dad. 
And what happened? His dad was so excited. See, that story is not about the lost son. It's about a forgiving father. That's the concept of that story. And he forgave his son, killed a fatted calf, put a robe on his son, and what happened to the oldest son? What'd you do that for? I stayed here and worked. Even David. Now, there was a cool dude. David was a cool guy. He was, a, was so obedient. He was so obedient to God. And day after day, God opened up these doors for David. Because, you see, he grew where God planted him. And he was out taking care of the sheep, and his father sent for him. And he came in, and he said, Father, what would you like me to do? He said, I got a big problem. I want you to take these provisions to your brothers. They're out in the plains. And they're getting ready to fight our enemy. But there's a problem. There's a great big guy out there called Goliath. And everybody's afraid of him. And David said, I'll go fight him. And what did his brothers do? They laughed at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you little guy. You're going to go out there and fight that big guy. Yeah. He said, I'll go. Well, why do you think you're in a way? He said, because. So they put some armor on him. The armor weighed more than he did. They took the armor off. And it was really interesting. God opened the door for him to the creek, and he got five smooth slingshot. That's what God did to David. Now, when David saw Goliath, he didn't sneak up on him. He ran to him. And when he got up to Goliath, Goliath laughed. He said, oh, little boy, is this it? He said, I'm going to kill you in a heartbeat. And what did David respond in, in everyday language? No, you're not. Because I'm going to kill you. Because you see, I have God. And God is in favor with me. Because I've always been obedient to God. And you know the rest of the story. He took the slingshot, hit him in the top of the forehead, knocked him out went over and took his sword out from the glass side and cut his head off. And of course the enemy ran. And so the Bible is full of people complaining about their job, their marriage, the church, the community, instead of doing something about it. I had the, the wonderful opportunity in 2006 I was chief executive officer for the Shrine Center in Cheswick. Uh, and so you get a lot of perks. They invite you to a lot of dinners, and they invite you to a lot of events. And so they asked me if I would go to the South Park Fairgrounds to go to a horse show, to present the ribbons to the winners. Now, I don't know how many of you have been to a horse show. I've always liked animals. I've had horses all my life and a little bit of a farm boy. Uh, and so I went to this horse show. I'm sitting underneath this pavilion, uh, and they said, uh, he 
you see that little girl over there? And I saw a little girl over there. He said, I want you to go talk to her, but I want you to understand something. She's 24 years old, but she only has a mind of a child that's 14. I said, okay. So I went over and said hello to her, and she did something. She, she was really interesting. I don't know how many of you know anything about horses. She took the reins of that horse and dropped him, and they call it ground tying. When you teach a horse to, when the reins hit the ground, hit the ground, the horse never moves. You can go over here with a, with a, with a whole handful of sugar, and that horse will never move if he's trained properly. And I noticed that with this little girl. I also noticed something interesting about the horse. As she was standing there, next to her horse, the horse would, would put his nose right up against her body. And if she moved a little bit, he would move his nose. So she, the, the horse was always touching this little girl's body. Well, I talked to the mother and dad, and they said, you know, this, our daughter is very special. She might not only have a mind of a 14-year-old, but when it comes to horse shows, or no horse shows, she gets up every morning, 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock, goes to the stable, feeds the horse, curries her, wipes her down, makes sure she's okay, cleans the stall, then she comes back and gets on the bus and goes to work. They have these special work programs for people that are mentally disabled. And then she comes home at night, so the first thing she does is she goes to, goes to, the, to the barn. When it comes to be a horse show, she takes her, her outfit, she lays it all out, gets it all ironed, cleans her boots up. I mean, she just lives for this horse. Believe it or not, this little girl, when she started racing, she was so good. She laid down on that horse, and you couldn't tell where she ended and the horse began. I mean, she just, she just hugged that horse, and she beat the living daylights out of everybody. When that horse would go around those barrels, she was laying on the side, the horse was laying on the side, and she, I mean, she's she playing her race clock. And I had the pleasure of presenting her with a blue ribbon. Now, the sad part of that story is this. She was racing with children that were 12 to 16 because she has a mind of a 14-year-old. The parents, the parents filed a grievance. She's 24 years old, she should race with people that are 24 years old. You know, if those parents had any faith, rather than complain, they should have gone over to that little girl and kissed her, and hugged her, and thanked her. But we just don't have a tendency to do that. If somebody wrongs us, we complain. That seems to be our lifestyle. And I can promise you, that if you're complaining, that you're not growing where God planted you. So if you want those doors to open up, like they did for David, and all the people that are faithful to God, if you want those doors to open up, God is watching you to see if you're growing where he has planted you. You may not like where you are right now, but tough it up. Say, God, I'm here, I'm gonna do the best job I can. 
I may not be happy in my marriage, but I'm going to make it work. I may not be happy where I'm working, but I'm going to make that work too. I may not be happy because I'm short or taller. I may not be happy because my car is not a very... Grow where God has planted you. And watch those doors open up. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of being faithful to you. As undeserving as we are, please fill us with your grace that we may grow where you have planted us. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a podcast from St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, located at the corner of Walnut Street and 8th Avenue in downtown McKeesport since 1885. Heard today were the Reverend David Kinsey and our church choir under the direction of Georgia Labetta. We invite you to join us for Sunday worship at 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website at stephensmckeesport.com or find us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.